Dr. Geneva Speaks. Thank you for tuning in to Dr. Geneva Speaks, where you'll hear amazing leaders from across the nation and around the world. Your host, Dr. Geneva Williams, a cutting-edge, transformational leadership coach, hopes and believes this show will enlighten, entertain, and inspire you to make a difference in the world. So listen up as Dr. Geneva Speaks. Hey there. How's everyone today? This is Dr. Geneva, and as always, I am so delighted, so happy that you're with us as we have another conversation with leaders, with folk who are making impact in our community, looking into their heads and hearts and the greater purpose they inspire in others. I'm just so glad you were able to join once again as we you know, just talk to so many. I was talking to someone today, and I was, they were asking me, well, why do you do this show? And I said, well, really, I do it because there's so much talent out there. There's so many individuals who are making a difference in their community. And you can learn a lot from, about leadership by listening to leaders as they're doing it. And no matter what stage of their leadership journey they're in, you could always learn something from a leader. And I just think having these conversations with people who are CEOs of corporations or presidents of nonprofits and chief of everything entrepreneurs who are leading their market, their organization, we can learn a lot from their stories about how to make an impact in this community. I always hope that this show will ignite your soul, that it will ignite it to impact, the kind of impact you can have in your own life, in your organization, your business, your community. And I want you to look at life and leadership through an entirely different prism as we have these conversations with these great leaders. And I want to let you know that um, I was so much looking forward and am so much looking forward to this conversation today because we are going to have some real words of wisdom, I can just tell, from Trevor Ott. He's an impactpreneur who's making a difference and making money. Now, you know that's a great combination. So you can make a difference in the life of someone or in the life in the, communi- in the community or life in your organization, and you could also make some cash. That's good, and we're going to learn from him how he does that. He's a marketing coach and advertising and brand expert, and he's uh, been sometimes called the billion-dollar brand man the profit pioneer, and he believes a lot in automation. In fact, he believes that uh, you either get automated or you have to go get a job. So you know we're going to have to hear about that. But what impressed me most, and you would know this once I share this with you, you would say, oh, yeah, you knew that this would get me. What he said, listen to his words, quote, I am a black CEO. Because I am a black father. As such, I now have a responsibility to leave my son more than my life insurance policy. I must leave him a legacy. Now, see, 
And so you know on this show we always talk about legacy, leaving something, leaving something for someone else to make an impact. So join me today as we say welcome to Trevor Ott. How are you doing, Trevor? Hey, I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I'm so Thank you. I am doing great. I'm, again, so happy that you're here. Uh, you know, I was able to, to give a little bit of information about you uh, to our audience, but I'm, that I'm sure there is much, much more to say. So why don't we start off this conversation by telling our listeners a little bit about Trevor Ott. Well, you know, I'm like you know, I'm like many entrepreneurs where I think that as entrepreneurs, most of us start out with this passion that what we're really trying to do is figure out how to turn it into profit. And so I started out with this passion for how to help other entrepreneurs make money. And it's, it's interesting because um, I was having a conversation. I was at lunch today with a good friend of mine. Her name is Teresa Royal Brown. And we were talking about allowing people to operate in their gift. And whenever you don't let somebody do what they do, operate in their gift, do the thing that they were called to do in this world, that's what we call passion, right? The thing that we're passionate about is often the thing that we're called to do. And we're not just passionate because we want to make money. We're not just passionate because how the job or the, the title or what this thing does for us, we are usually passionate about it because of the result that it produces in the lives of others. And so we all have this passion, right? And I call it the passionpreneur. So what is Trevor? Well, Trevor's a passionpreneur, a guy who has uh-huh. some passion for the things that he does. I'm an impactpreneur. I want to make a difference in a dollar at the same time. So I'm just like mm-hmm. everybody on this call today. And so here's the first big takeaway for the day, and I just pass it right back to you. But the first big takeaway is that when – you don't allow people to do what they do, the thing that they're passionate about, the thing that they're called to do to make a difference in the world. When you don't allow them to do that particular thing, you rob three people. The first person you rob is you rob yourself. You rob yourself of valuable time, of, of valuable, you know, where really you could be spending your efforts doing something else that you actually gifted at, something else that you're actually called to do. So the first person you rob is yourself. The second person uh-huh. you rob is you rob the client, the customer that you're serving, because now, because you're doing something you were never called to do, you're going to produce mediocre effort. Now, my mama would be a little bit different. My mama would say you're going to half-ass do it, but I won't say that on a call mm-hmm. like that today. But that's what my mama would say. <laughs> okay. so you rob the client, right? You rob the client because you give them mediocre effort, right? And here's the thing. You pat your back on the Pat yourself on the back because you proved that you could do it yourself. You pat yourself on the back because you feel so smart. But you ain't Superman. You ain't Superwoman. You got to let people do what they do. Stop robbing the client with your mediocre effort. The third thing, the third person you rob, that third person is the person who had the gift, the person who had the talent, the person who had the skill set, and the person who had the calling for the difference that they were called to make in the lives of others. So if anything, my gift, my skill set, well, it's very simple. We have visions of things that we want to do in this world. We have a vision. We have this passion. But oftentimes we are like Noah. We're building the ark. 
and we're building an ark because we want to do something for the world. And even though you're doing something that is magnanimous, even though you're doing something that's going to make a difference in the world, that difference that you want to make in the world requires resources. And for those people who are listening today, my calling is to help people create the resources, produce the resources for the vision that they have for their lives and for their business. So maybe your vision is to have a pizzeria. Maybe your vision is to have your own coaching practice. Maybe your vision is to produce your own uh, line of tennis shoes. Whatever that vision is, you need resources to produce that vision. And to generate revenue, you're going to need to put an infrastructure in place. And so that's what we do. I think everybody has to take on the part of the battle that is for them. So my part of the battle is to help people create business-based wealth. There are a lot of people, uh-huh. a lot of different ways to create wealth. But my part of the battle, now, the part that I'm called to do, yes. business-based wealth. I turn yes. it over to you, my friend. And so you, you help people uh, by uh, creating those resources for their vision. Now, you know, uh, Trevor, uh, such such great conversation, and we've we've talked about this whole aspect of gift and finding your gift, understanding your gift, and 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 as you put it, folk need to operate in their gift. And you shared with us uh, your gift, which is helping people uh, by creating these resources for their vision. So, Trevor, tell me, when did you discover your gift? When and how did you discover your gift? Um, I would say, interestingly enough, I probably fell onto my gift around about age five. And, you know, it's funny. We have, I think we are most clear about who we are and what we want to do when we're kids. I think we start mixing it all up with other people that we see as we get older. But I remember when I was five years old, I, uh, my mother had some uh, trinkets in her house, and um, I decided that I was going to take these trinkets and I was going to go and sell them door to door. So I took the trinkets, you know, out of the window, uh-huh. field, you know, little knickknacks and stuff, and I went door to door and started selling my mama's trinkets. Now, first of all, I was five years old and I shouldn't have been out of the house. Number two, the fact that I got out of the house almost caused my mother to kill me, and when my uh-huh. back, I got two beatings, one, one from them. <laughs> One from the neighbor and one from my mother. <laughs> but um, I did learn at that moment um, that it was possible to provide value for people and get value in exchange for value. But I also learned um, a very key and fundamental thing. I also learned about integrity in business. And so um, not only did I get to spanking about, the, um, about being outside at five years old, going with my mother's trinkets, but also I was selling something that didn't belong to me. And I think a lot uh-huh. of times as entrepreneurs, sometimes mm-hmm. we're selling stuff that don't belong to us. And what I mean by it is we're mm-hmm. selling a vision that don't belong to us. We're selling, we're, selling mm-hmm. we, we're, in, we're in businesses, plural, that doesn't really belong to us. We, we, we're just doing it for profit's sake. Well, they told me I could make a few extra dollars if I did. They told me if I signed up. They showed me a picture of somebody driving a Mercedes. They, they showed me a picture of somebody getting a big check. But it doesn't matter. If it ain't your gift, if it ain't your thing, you shouldn't be doing it. You got to learn how to stand in what you do and stand for why you do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, finding your purpose, your assignment, knowing your yeah. assignment. So if you're just joining us, we're talking with Trevor Ott, 
the and we're talking about gift, staying in your lane, but knowing what your lane is, and him discovering his special gift, which is to help people create the resources for their own vision. So Trevor, so you started on your path as that five-year-old who learned a lot of lessons uh, uh, about um, selling, about um, purpose, about integrity. So what led you to keep on down this path? Um, I would say, you know, along the path, you get some wins. You get some small wins. I like to say Uh you get a little wink from God that just tells you you're doing the right thing. And I think that, and this is for anybody that has a gift or skill set you're operating your purpose, is that the more you do it, it starts creating momentum. And I I think of it Mm -hmm. like this. Um, You know, know, sometimes when I drive out of town, my family lives in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, and Sometimes when we go out of town, it's about a 10-hour drive from here, uh, Washington, D.C. area, to Charlotte, North Carolina. And I get on the road and, you know, start at about 25 miles an hour, get up to about 45 miles an hour, get up to about 60 miles an hour. An hour. And then I get to around about 65. And when I get to 65 miles an hour, what I do is I hit cruise control. And here's the thing. I believe that first you've got to create momentum in your business. First, you've got to create momentum with your gift. First, you've got to create momentum in your purpose. Now, what happens is if you're doing the right things, it will start to accelerate. If you are mm-hmm. doing the wrong things, it will decelerate. And so you, mm-hmm. you know you're on the right path because you start creating momentum. Now, the key thing is nobody you never heard of a person hitting the cruise control button at 25 miles an hour. You never hear somebody hitting the cruise control button at 35 miles an hour. Normally, people don't even think about hitting cruise control until they get to around about 60, 65, 70 miles an hour because they're at a good speed. And the thing that you have to be careful about is not just creating the momentum, but as you start going a little bit faster, you've got to be careful of not hitting the cruise control button too early. What do I mean by hitting the cruise control button too early? Maybe you made a hundred thousand dollars. Oh, I'm about to hit the cruise control button. Maybe you made three hundred thousand dollars. Oh, I'm about to hit the cruise control button. Oh, maybe I made. You know, you got to be careful of not hitting the cruise control control button too early because you had a modicum of success. You had a little bit of success. And the thing that I would encourage all, especially uh, new entrepreneurs, is that there are some success traps. They're like speed traps on the highway. The highway of success. And that first speed track is the, the speed track of popularity. Um, the, the, the people sometimes who are patting you on your back because they want to celebrate you. You've got to be careful, you know, to not get too caught up in that. Um, today, and I want to try to write this down. He's going to be having a conversation about purpose and profits, is that there's really two types of business leaders out there, two types of leaders in general. There is the serve me leader. And then there is the servant leader. And in today's uh, dispensation of time, we're seeing a lot of leaders who are created by social media versus um, the type of leaders who we need, which is leaders who are more socially conscious. And mm-hmm. what happens is along the road of success, we start to see 
the visual imagery of it. We start to see the cars, and, and then we see other people who sell their cars, and we start to see some of the things that some success can do for you, which is you, you can buy a few more things. And then all of a sudden you can get caught up in that success trap, and once you get caught up in that success trap, it's called buying into your own hype, right? As soon as you get into that, what happens is you start to decelerate. What happens is because you're, you're out of purpose, you start slowing down. And what happens uh-huh. is you start hitting cruise control before you even done anything. You start hitting cruise control before you've even really made the difference you were called to make. Because the mm-hmm. first difference mm-hmm. that shows up for you when you are in purpose, the first difference that shows up for you is the difference that it makes in your own life. And sometimes when the difference shows up in our life, that means, oh, we got some money, buy a car, buy a house, buy a dog, send your kids to private school. Yeah, I got you. Understand that. But that's the first difference that shows up. It's the difference that it makes in your life. And you can hit the cruise control button there. You can hit the quit button there. You can say, I made it there. But your gift, your purpose existed really for the purpose of making a difference in the lives of others. But what is, what's happening is it's taking care of you first so you can take care of others. So when your success shows up and it starts taking care of you, remember it's only showing up initially to take care of you so you can take care of others. It's like being on the plane. You've been on the plane before. When, when they give yes. you the direction before they take off, they say, listen, if anything happens on this plane, this mask is going to drop down. And when that mask drops down, what do they tell you? They tell you to do what? Put your mask on first, right? Uh-huh. And then help the person that's that's right. with their mask. Because what they want you to know is that, yeah, this mask is dropping down so we can take care of you, but we're taking care of you so you can take care of somebody else. So with your mm-hmm. gift and with your purpose, remember this, that your gift is like this down, everybody. Your gift is meant to provide for you. It's meant to provide for you, but it's meant to serve others. It's meant to provide for you. But it's meant, and it's meant to serve others. So mm-hmm. a self-serving person will never profit because your gifts were never meant to serve you. Your gifts were meant to provide for you, but they were meant to serve others. And so what happens is oftentimes I meet entrepreneurs who have a gift that is meant to provide for them, but because they're not serving others with their gift, now they're now they're, they're showing up as a deficit. But here's what I can tell you. If you serve others through your gifts, it'll always provide for you. And so oftentimes if you're out there, you're listening right now, you're like, I got this gift, I got this passion, I got this skill set, great. Start using it in the service to others, and I guarantee you it will provide for you. And part of your, your <laughs> gift is one thing. Your purpose is another thing. Your gift is the thing that you were given. It's the thing that God gave you to make a difference in the world. But the purpose is, is that why it's here and it's who, is, who, is, who are you called to serve with that. So if you have your gift, but you don't use it to serve others, you're already out of purpose because your gift only exists mm-hmm. for that reason. And so mm-hmm. the purpose, if you, if you have a problem with your purpose, if you have a problem making your gift work for you, it's because you haven't thought about using your gift to serve others. You're thinking about using your gift to serve you. It's provide for you serve others. I'll turn it back over to you, my good friend. Well, thank you very much, Trevor, because this is just phenomenal how you're putting this. Because, see, so often people think it's either one or the other, that uh, you, you make money, and if you make money and you're good at it, you can't 
also make a difference. You can't also serve. But but what you're saying is that the two are really intertwined, that you, you can't really be successful at one that is making money making a di- without being able to make a difference. So tell me, what would you say is what's your what's the number one way the number one piece of strategy action step that you would tell share with our listeners about how to do both of these things you know if if well, someone came up to you and said hey Trevor I got it I believe you I believe that my gift is provided for me to serve others What's what's the first step I should take? The first step you should take, and everybody write this down, start. Start. But um, that's S dot, T dot, A dot, R dot, T dot. Start. What does that mean? Sow today and reap tomorrow. Sow today and reap tomorrow. Oftentimes, as entrepreneurs, we get so excited. We get so pumped up. We're so just overcome with just enthusiasm about what we want to do. And what happens is we show up and we do it, and all of a sudden when that result doesn't show up at the same time that our gift showed up, if that when our result doesn't show up at the same time that our effort showed up, when our result doesn't show up at the same time that our enthusiasm shows up, we think that the system is broken. We think that it didn't work, but it's so today and week tomorrow. One of the one of my number one principles is sow and reap, sow and reap. Now that's not something new that you've heard, but let me give you a new way to look at it. That when most people hear the word sow and reap, right? What they hear is the word sow, and what they hear is the word reap. You know which word they don't hear? They don't hear the word and. They they always discount the word and. They think of and as it's just a connection point. They think of just and as just a word that goes in between, but that and, so and reap, that and represents the time frame, the timeline in between when you sow your gift and when you reap the benefits of your gift. It's the, it's the timeline between when you sow your talents and, the, and you reap the benefits of those talents later on. It represents a time frame. Here's the thing that I can tell you. You cannot sow and reap in the same season. No more than summer, spring, fall, and winter can happen on the same day. You cannot sow and reap on the same season. And so everything that I ever wanted to know about entrepreneurship, I learned when I was a kid. And here's one that, that we all learned this lesson. Elementary school, right, I remember Miss Kilpatrick's class. I'm sitting in Miss Kilpatrick's class, and she gives us a styrofoam cup, and she gives us a seed. And basically we put the seed in the styrofoam cup. We, See, holler at the end, and you all remember this. We put the seed in the styrofoam cup. Then we take some dirt, and we put some dirt over top of the seed. And then afterwards, we water the, we water the seed, we water the dirt, and then we take the styrofoam cup, and we put it in the window. Now, my teacher, Ms. Kilpatrick, was teaching me how to basically grow something. So this was around about 8 o'clock in the morning. So when lunchtime came, the first thing I did is I ran over to the windowsill to look for my plant. I was like, hey, why hasn't my plant grown? Why hasn't my seed grown? I was disappointed. I was broken up. I was, I was a little distraught. And she says, listen, 
First, you got to plant your seed. Then you got to nurture your seed. What do you mean by nurture? Well, you got to put it in the sunlight. You got to water it. And I had to learn that lesson that not only did I have to plant the seed, but I had to nurture it over a period of time. So in business, when your gift is is your seed, that's the thing that God gave you to plant. Plant it, right? Plant it. And when I say plant it, that I don't just mean literally plant it, but I also mean you got to be able to stand still. You got to be able to have some roots. Some of you are moving with every whim, and so you never even plant your seed. You just plant. If it don't work today, you're out. Plant someplace else, and you keep moving your seed all over the place, never allowing it to take root. Then you got to nurture the seed. That means that that program that you bought, that book that you bought, actually read the book, right? The, the, the coaches that you hired, actually do what they told you to do. That program that you bought online, lead pages, Infusionsoft, click funnels, or whatever, mail check, whatever you bought, actually watch the videos that they sent you on how to use. That's nurturing the seed. See, there is no such thing as swipe and succeed success. So swiping your credit card is not nurturing your seed, right? Just showing up is not nurturing your seed. See, to nurture your seed is some real effort, some real work, and real questions because powerful people ask powerful questions because questions still focus. And in your life and in your business, you get what you focus on. The real question is have you nurtured your seed? Have you put the work in? Mm-hmm. Did you take some work? And then the third thing yeah. is you plant your seed, you nurture your seed. The last thing you do is you have pers- patience with your seed. Patience with your seed. That seed that I planted in that window field, that I put in that styrofoam cup and put in the windowsill, yes. it didn't grow overnight. It didn't grow overnight. Mm-hmm. It took weeks before it's, before the results showed up. And some of our success, it may take weeks, it take, may take months, it may take years. But the key thing is plant your seed, nurture your seed, and have patience with your seed. All right, my friend, I'm sorry about that, but I'll turn it back over to you. I get a little excited about my entrepreneurs. Listen, listen, Trevor, I love it. I mean, you know, this is, is it's a fantastic um, conversation, fantastic information. I love it because, see, you can see how you can ignite others to discover their passion and to discover their gifts. And so in, in our, and I, and I love it. And I'm sure our audience is just, you know, really taken by the kinds of, you know, good chunks, good nuggets of information that you shared with us in our closing moments. And, and for our listening audience, we've been just delighted to be talking with Trevor Ott. Um, You talked, I read in the beginning of our conversation about uh, a statement that you've made about being a black father and as such you have a responsibility to leave your son more than your life insurance. You must leave him your legacy. And uh, we talk a lot about legacy and leaving something valuable uh, behind here on this show. And so in, in a few moments that we have left, what is it that you're going to leave your son? What What is your legacy? I'm glad you asked that. So, <laughs> and we only have a thing. couple minutes, so I, I want I'm you to make get it sure. all in. <laughs> is that the key thing that I learned was I'm not going to leave my son money and because that will move away, that will he'll spend that. And that's not to say that he won't have some money when my days are done. But the key thing that I think that we need to lead the next generation is that which we have finished. 
And so here's the thing. Finish, we must finish things as as entrepreneurs because when we finish things, finishing allows us, it allows things to go on without our on-site supervision. So everybody write this down. Finishing is completing something to the point that it can go on without our on-site supervision. And here's the thing. Anything that you leave the next generation that you have not finished will pass away. So if you leave it, leave them money, you leave them anything. Leave them what you finished. Leave them that thing that can go on without your on-site supervision. And just think of it like this. I was watching The Lion King with my son. And as we're watching Lion King, there's Mufasa and there's Simba. And Mufasa says to his son, one day all of this will be yours. Yeah. Well, powerful people yeah. ask powerful questions because questions still focus. Yeah. And your life you get what yeah. you focus on. So here's the question. Mm-hmm. What did he mean by all of this? And as soon as I started thinking that, the song came up, The Circle of Life. It represented yes. something that was completed, and he was passing that thing on. So here's the thing I can tell every entrepreneur on the phone right now. If you finish something in your life and in your business, it is impossible for it to return unto you void. If you finish something, it is impossible for it to return unto you void. And here's the thing I want you to know. When you don't finish something, it shows up as a deficit in your business. Those deficits are really blessings because they tell you that you haven't finished something. Yes. If you haven't finished your now, market, Trevor, it's going to show up as a deficit. Thank you, Trevor. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, Trevor, we, I, I could talk to you forever, and, but we have finished <laughs> this conversation for just this time. And just this I'm time. I'm going to be back. back. Just this time. Thank you so much, Trevor, Oz, for Thank sharing so much with us. Talk to you again soon. Thanks for tuning in to Dr. Geneva Speaks. Dr. Geneva Williams, an expert facilitator and leadership coach, lecturer, and keynote speaker. For more information on Dr. Geneva, visit her online at www.drgenevaspeaks.com. That's drgenevaspeaks.com.